Well, thank you for listening to this new podcast, On The Go. We are talking some sports, community activities, lifestyle trends, and more. I'm David Endress. You may know me as one of the hosts of Mater Day Radio's Morning Blend. Well, if you follow girls and women's basketball in the region, my guest today is going to be a familiar name to you. Success follows him wherever he goes, be it as the head coach of Southridge High School girls basketball team in Beaverton, where he won five state titles over a six-year span between 2005 and 2010. From there, it was on to the college ranks, George Fox University, where he posted an incredible record of 230 wins to only 35 losses. That includes two NCAA Division III title games, numerous tournament appearances, top 25 rankings, conference national coach of the year honors, and more. And now he is the head coach at the University of Portland women's basketball program, the Pilots, Really looking forward to talking with Coach Michael Meek. Mike, thank you so much for joining on the Go Podcast. Really appreciate it. Yeah, awesome. Thank, thank you for having me on today. I appreciate it. You know, I figured I better start talking to you because I could keep <laughs> reading your accolades. Uh, it's a long list, and that certainly speaks a lot for what you've done as a basketball coach. And I think about it, and I've followed you for a long time, many years. And we'll certainly get to your early successes at the University of Portland But I wanted to first congratulate you. On October 1st, you were inducted into the George Fox Hall of Fame. What an honor. Did you see that coming? No, you know, that that was, uh, you know, an awesome thing. And I I feel really proud of the time that I had there, you know, mostly because of just the relationships that, that we built and the staff that we had. And the incredible players that we had, and uh, I, you know, I feel like an honor like that has way more to do with like the collective group of people that that kind of all, you know, helped earn an award like that. And uh, you know, it was just a, an incredible time and a time that my you know kids were growing up, so my family was around there, and I just it, I love being at George Fox and in. And as much as anything, just the people there that I had a chance to work with as well. Oh, well, that's great. And again, congratulations on that honor. That is special. But I'm going to take you back a little bit right now. So yeah. here we go. I I did the radio play-by-play for the 2008 OSAA 6A Girls Basketball Final at the Child Center nice, yes. between two state powerhouses Southridge versus Oregon City. Do you remember that game? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, I, I think that might have been Brad Smith's last year, or it would have been right about that time. And, and you know, he, he obviously had a incredible program. I think they ended up winning about 10 state championships when he was there, and uh, and they they had a great team. And, it, it, you know, it was obviously a great team for us as well. And so it was, um, yeah, it was, it was just a, a great time. And, yeah, it was just an incredible journey in yeah. a in a great place and I just really feel so fortunate. I've been at some some outstanding places and you know, I just have loved the opportunities I've had and and really grateful for them all. Well, you you won the game 49 to 43. I had to, I looked back into the OSAA record books cuz when I was thinking about that and I think maybe that was the first time that you had really come on my radar just from a standpoint cuz I was going to be doing the play-by-play, so obviously I was doing a little research on the game and I saw your record and what you had done and then you you end up winning the game there at the Child Center and I was thinking to myself, you know, 
I'm watching Southridge and I'm watching Oregon City, and at that point in time, these were really the two powerhouses of girls basketball in the state, particularly at the 6A level, at the large school level. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> how did how did this get here? How did you, how did these two programs really become part of this? I think really wonderful history of girls basketball in the state. What is it about girls basketball in the state of Oregon? You know, obviously it's not one of the biggest states in the country, yet I've always thought high school girls basketball has been outstanding here. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, now that I think about it, because it's going back in time here a little bit, I think Brad's last year might have been the the 2006 team. And, you know, I, I think he was just one of those people that really helped elevate and raise the whole level of the state. I, I, I feel like Mark Neffendorf, uh, a, a really good friend of mine, and uh, I, I think those two in, in, in particular were just two guys. That he, Mark was at Glencoe and, and, and Westview, and Brad was at Oregon City, and uh, they were just incredible people and, and teachers of the game. And, um, you know, thankfully, Mark actually came to Southridge as a VP, so that's how I, I, I kind of, though I was the head coach there, I had just an incredible mentor there and you know i think like a lot of things i think there's people that just help raise the the expectations and what things should look like and you know i think as much as anything brad was the type of person that you know not only was an awesome coach but you know helped create an environment that the players love their experience right and uh and that that to me has been more than anything, I've really never tried to focus on wins and losses, but really the experience we can create for one another. And because um, I, I think this this opportunity to play sports, especially sport like basketball, doesn't last forever. And you know, it's really been a big goal of mine to to really help create an environment that they're learning and growing, but but also you know enjoying the moment and living in the moment, enjoying the journey because. It just goes so fast. Yeah, no, it, it does. And I have two older daughters now, but I, I believe me, not at the level of your coaching, but I had an opportunity to coach CYO basketball just from that standpoint. And again, watching them grow and the experience and seeing that it is it is such a joy. And of course, you, you're doing it at the highest level now. And I think to myself, yeah, it is, it does go fast. And, you know, Southridge, George Fox, and now the University of Portland. But where did you grow up? You know, I grew up in Puyallup, Washington, um, and uh, went to Rogers High School there, and then um, ended up playing at Tacoma Community College and then transferring to Eastern Oregon and playing a few years there. And that's kind of how I, um, you know, had some Eastern Oregon ties and, um, and you know, been in the Beaverton. My wife and I have been in the Beaverton area uh, for, I think we've lived in the same house for about 22 years now or so. Right. Um, you know, with, with Southridge and, and George Fox and University of Portland jobs, like we've been able to just stay in the same house the whole time, which has, you know, been really cool. I think great for our family and for our kids. I and mean, we just really weren't interested in moving them all around. Right. So, yeah, that's beautiful. And how did you get started in coaching? You know, I kind of, I, I love the game and I love playing. And I, you know, in, in the beginning, I think as a coach, I think it was so much more about just staying involved in the game and, you know, I think as I've done this more, it's really been been so much more about life skills that that we can teach. That you know, hopefully our athletes can carry on beyond their their four years now, like at Portland. And you know, we focus a lot on our our non negotiables, which is you know effort and communication and 
focus and engagement, uh, which is another, the third one, focus and engagement, and then being coachable and being a great teammate. Um, and, you know, as coaches, we want to model those things as well. But I, I feel like as our kids and, and, and our athletes have, have really learned more about those things, you know, effort, communication, focus, being a great teammate, being coachable, like they can take those things well beyond their, their athletic experience. They can take that in the classroom. They can take that in their jobs. Like, because if you're, if you're great at those things, you learn how to become great at them, you're going to do well in a lot of aspects of life. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What was your first coaching job, by the way? My first coaching job, I, I, I was uh, actually, after I played at Eastern, I helped um, I helped at the college for a few months and then w- was kind of randomly offered the freshman girls job at LeGrand High School. Okay. And uh, coached them for a year. The JV coach le- left the next year, so I took the JV job, and then the next year the varsity coach left. So I was the head varsity coach there for three years. Um, had had some really fortunate, had some great teams, and um, and then moved from there to Southridge. Did did you have any idea that you would go the girls' women's basketball route of coaching, or was it just that's how it all worked out? Yeah, I, I would say that's kind of how it worked out. I had really good, you know, I, I coached under a guy by the name of Wes Owens at the Grand High School. He was a great coach, and and he was connected with Mark Neffendorf and. Um, you know, at the time it was kind of a paid coaching job when I first got into it. And, you know, I'd never really, I, I'd coach them AU boys, but never had coached girls before and just, just loved it. I mean, they, the, you know, was so fortunate with how hard they'd work and, and how intent they were to try to be great teammates and work and, you know, work together and, uh, just, just really loved the experience. And then, you know, kind of moved up through that you know, pretty quickly to, to, to become a varsity coach. And, and then, you know, just, just felt like I got connected. And then, you know, uh, my wife and I have two daughters. So, um, you know, I think that also like they've been, uh, blessed, I think to be around the game and to be around the gym and then also just have outstanding role models that they could look up to. And, and so for me, I think that was something that, uh, I, I, I love doing what I was doing, but I think also having a couple daughters, it just made sense that I continued to do that. Oh, yeah, I certainly understand that. I mean, again, at such a small level, coaching CYO, but coaching my girls' teams, and, you know, it was wonderful. And yeah. so I, I know exactly what you're saying there from that standpoint. But I just think over the course of the last 10, 15, 20 years, I mean, you could speak to this better than I, I just think girls and women's basketball has just kind of exploded on the scene. It, the growth that we've seen. Yeah, you know, it, it's been awesome. I mean, I, I think just the the exposure now, and, and, and now we're getting more and more opportunity to be seen on TV. I think our our game with Stanford on November 13th, you know, it's an ESPN game now. And, uh, you know, just more and more games are, are being shown and, and – and I think because of that, people are getting a, a chance to see it and just see what a great game it is. And, uh, you know, I think as more and more exposure happens, I think there's going to be more and more followers and more and more people that are wanting to come out to games. And it, it, it's, a, it's a great game. It's, a, it's, it's really just a great thing to watch. And, um, and of course, our, our team in particular, I mean, I, I think we've got a great one that you know, really cares about each other and, and shares the ball and all those things. So, 
it, it, it's definitely growing, and it still has a ways to go because I think it has a an amazing ceiling that as it continues to get more exposure, it's going to get even more you know, notoriety for what a great game it is. Well, at the top of the podcast, I listed out some of your accolades and successes, not only at Southridge, but at, at George Fox University too. And, you know, there is a lot of success there. And when you started at Southridge and then that success came, what do you attribute your coaching style to the successes that you've had? Well, I, I think any coach that has had success would, you know, I, I, I think to acknowledge the fact that I haven't been blessed with just so many great players and, and so many standouts. And, uh, you know, and along those lines, I think there's been some amazing leadership within that, um, amazing work ethic and, and kids that are committed to, to excellence and, and, you know, players that have a growth mindset, you know, that want to be coached. And, and you know, I just feel, and, and then on top of it, I think that the, if as I look back at, just how many great assistant coaches I've had that have only not only helped to make it a great experience for our players and help teach them how to play, but also have helped me grow like as a person and as a coach. And so I think a combination of all those things, um, you know, I do think that one thing that's really helped the teams that I've had is we also focus on development as players, you know, and, and on and off the court, but, but also like in, in the growth of their game, uh, but also just like we care so much about their experience and, and the culture, the team culture that we have, like, um, because I think ultimately when kids are loving what they're, they're doing and enjoying the people they're around, it just helps them want to, you know, reach excellence that much more. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I, I think the best way to, you know, athletes grow is, is to create a culture that, that encourages them to keep loving the game. Yeah. Uh, cause at the end of the day, it is just a game. Right. And, right. and I think that's something that we've really tried to instill in our players. And that doesn't mean that there's not hard days and, you know, some, some day, you know, when you're a coach and, and you're holding your kids accountable for certain things, sometimes that's not easy. Um, but I think we've been really fortunate that to have a lot of leaders that were like, yeah, that's what we need. We want to be great. And, we want to be held accountable and, and, and I want them to hold me accountable too. Sure. Like if I, if I'm not, there are things they want more out of our staff. Like, and I think that that's a, another area that's really helped our teams is, is they know that we want a great experience for them, but we want to be great too. And, and we need their help to, mm-hmm. to be, to stay that way and become that way. Mm-hmm. So I think a combination of a lot of things have helped, but it all starts with having great people that you're around and, and, you know, great athletes and great, great players, you know. Do you have a mentor or somebody that helped you really, you felt like at the beginning and at the same time, a coaching style that you saw that it was like, you know what, that's a coaching style I want to emulate? You know, I think there's been a lot of, you know, great people that, that, you know, have helped, you know, I think my dad was one of them. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, he did is he was very involved in a lot of the teams, but he didn't really have a great background in, in any of the sports that I was involved in. And, and one thing that I learned from him is that he was awesome about finding people that could fill the holes that maybe he had as a coach. And, and in, a, in his case, I think that, you know, he ended up being like a manager of a lot of teams and he would make sure that, our teams had great coaches. Right. And, you know, I think that's something for me that, you know, I've had like 
you know, Tom Boutsel has been an assistant now with me for, I think, we're, you know, we're 24 years or so like that. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's just a, a great coach and a, and a great person, and he connects well with the players. And, you know, I, I, I've had just Kevin Rubel, Kevin Aiken, uh, Dave Immel uh, was with me for six years at, you know, played at UCLA. Yeah. And, you know, like I, he was with me for six years at Southridge. I mean, I just have had a lot of, you know, really outstanding people that, that I've been around that, that have helped, you know, me grow as a coach too, but have also helped through this whole process as well. You know, Mark Neffendorf obviously is a, is a big one. You know, he was, you know, I think one of the, the best coaches ever in the state of Oregon, and he just was so detailed in everything, and and he really knew how to just break down details and really just was an amazing teacher of the game, and I, I think he really helped guide me in things that uh, to become a better teacher of the game myself, you know. And, right. um you know, Barry Adams, Barry is, you know, a very good friend and, and, and just a, another person that has helped a lot through the years. Nick Robertson, yeah. a lot of these guys that, you know, even coach on the men's side, like I, I feel like they were very influential and in helping kind of me grow the game and, and help me become better as a coach. And, you know, so I, I think those would be a lot of the big ones right yeah. there. Now you're talking some real coach, coaching legends there with those names. Uh, going back to my old radio play-by-play days, Barry Adams at South Salem High School. Uh, yep. Going back to the old Valley League days, I guess, uh, uh, with Barry. So, yeah, some great, some great names. And now, you know, we'll fast forward a little bit, transition into the University of Portland. But I, I first just wanted to say you look at high school, college, around the state of Oregon, and again, the successes that we are seeing here, is there a lot of difference from coaching high school kids to college kids? Uh, you know, I, I don't think there's necessarily differences in, in, the, in the game it, itself, and I don't think there's differences in the in the fact that you know whether they're in college or in high school or middle school, like they wanna they wanna enjoy what they're doing, right? Yeah. Um, and so I think there's a lot of similarities there. You know, I think the probably the biggest differences is you know the amount of support help that that I have now with you know Sharon Rizmiller and Skyler Young and uh, just you know we have you know Lauren Howard. You know, just people there that that we just have so much more time and so much more resources to break down details. Mm-hmm. And so, so I think the depth that we can get into, um, you know, I think that you know, I was pretty fortunate at, at the high school level with how many athletes I had that were so serious about wanting to be good. Right. But I think, you know, typically speaking, and and, and obviously at Fox too, and you know, I think that's something at Portland. I'm mean, just the the maturity and in, in the way that our athletes kind of attack the game and, and are really consumed by wanting to know the details. You know, I think that as, you know, as people mature, I think that becomes a, at a different level than, you know, the difference between high school and college. But there's a lot of things. I mean, we literally still run a lot of the same plays and a lot of the same presses that, you know, that we use back at LeGrand High School. Right. Um, and so from that standpoint, I don't think there's necessarily been a, a ton of change. I mean, it's it's still basketball either way. Yeah, exactly. So you look at the state of Oregon right now. You look at the successes of Oregon State University, the University of Oregon. And I'm going to throw the University of Portland women's team in there now, too, with what you guys are doing. Let me put it this way. If you're a team coming from out of state and you're going to play in the state of Oregon, these three college programs, you got your work cut out for you. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think obviously Scott Ruick and, and Kelly Graves have, have done just a phenomenal job at both those places and, you know, our, our programs that have been at the Final Four and, you know, continue to do great things and we'll have great teams again this year. And, you know, I think we've we've made a great jump. I mean, I feel really good about where we're at and I think this is the, uh, you know, in, in a lot of regards, the, the, the most depth we've had and, and the most talent and a lot of those things. So, um, you know, I think it's a, it's, you know, Oregon is uh, per capita, especially has always just been a great place for girls basketball, and women's been. basketball now. And, uh, it's, it's really been fun to see that, you know, some universities have really kind of risen to that. And, and, and obviously, uh, you know, Oregon, Oregon state have been doing it for a few years now. And then you come into the university of Portland, 2020, you take over the program and I hope I'm right with my statistics here, but you win the West Coast Conference Tournament your first year, correct? Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. I mean, it, it was a kind of a magical season. We, you know, we were picked to to take last, and it graduated. I think the most scoring and rebounding from from the team before in the whole conference. And we finished a really solid fourth, you know, and we felt we felt like that was a great jump in, in league. And then so we go into the league term with the fourth seed. And, and uh, you know, kind of a cool part of the story is we, we the, there were three teams that we hadn't beaten in league. We, we at least had one win against everyone but three teams, and that was Pacific, Gonzaga, and San Diego. And, right. and those were the three teams that we got to face in the league tournament. And just kind of one at a time, you know, got, got a win with each one, uh, had three really good battles that went down to the wire. Uh, Haley Andrews hit a buzzer beater against Gonzaga and, yep. and got a great win. I think they were ranked 11th in the nation at the time. And then, and then San Diego, you know, made, again, made some great plays down the stretch and ended up winning that game in overtime. So, so ended up you know, year one, uh, winning the West coast conference tournament. It was, it was, it was a really really cool experience i'm watching these on my computer while you're playing them and uh <laughs> i was i was like cheering and uh i was into it. it it was a lot of fun but then the the sad part about all this and certainly you're not alone in facing this uh you're set to go to the ncaa tournament for the first time in years for the pilots and then we all know what happened yeah it was uh you know, it just was just kind of a sudden thing. I mean, I remember, uh, you know, hearing, I think the night we won the tournament, just starting to hear rumors that the tournament was going to happen without fans. Right. Um, and then getting to work the next day and, you know, starting to, to get ready to prepare. And I was walking through the lobby to my office and I think uh, Mark Few was on ESPN and they were, I think they announced right at that time that they canceled the tournaments. Right. And, uh, it was just like, wow, you know, that just didn't. And I, and I think for our group, it, it was this weird moment of, you know, what a magical season we'd had and, you know, ticker tape coming down and celebration of winning, a, you know, having a season I think nobody expected and, and just a, a group of players that overachieved and, and, and cared so much about one another and, uh, and it, yeah, it was a, it was a really, you know, obviously a weird time for everyone, but just a kind of a strange moment as a coach to have to meet with your team and, and basically say, Hey, our season's over, you know, and it, it really was kind of a bittersweet time for us because I think everybody really felt so great about what had been accomplished that season, but that team loved being around each other so much. They, they 
did not want the season to be over, you right. know. And I think a lot of that is just that journey that, you know, the best teams, the teams that are the best at the end are usually the teams that just badly don't want the season to be over because they, they just love being around each other that much. Well, hopefully we're through the pandemic. I mean, it's still out there a little bit, and the precautions are having to be taken. But at the same time, too, it's onward and upward, and that was just one of those circumstances that you have to deal with as a, as a coach and the team, and, and you move forward. And, and the pilots have moved forward, and you continue to have success. I think last year, 20-11 uh, and 11 overall, again, a 20-win season. You get a berth, fourth in the WCC tournament, uh, WNIT bid. And so, again, the successes are there, and you go into this year. So tell me a little bit about this Pilots team this year. You got a win last night, exhibition win, handily, over, uh, it was uh, Warner Pacific, 94-45. to 45. So looked like, I was looking at the box score, it looked like about everybody played, so you had to be yeah. happy with the start. Yeah, awesome, you know, awesome to to come out ready. I felt like the team really came out and, and you know, prepared to, try to be the best version of themselves and and I and I felt like really did a good job with that and then you know I I think uh, it was just awesome to get to play everyone I think looking back at the minutes I mean it was pretty even across the board you know when when everything was said and done I think our top minute player played about 17 and our you know our bottom minute players played about 12 right so um you know it's pretty pretty complete I, I feel like and uh you know saw a lot of great things we're, we're uh, picked to take second this year in the west coast conference it's the highest you know kind of coaches prediction in a, in a long time and um you know i think you know, we just have a lot lot back and we have mm-hmm. a, a ton of experience we have a lot of you know a lot of our top players back from that team that won it a few years ago you know last year we we had a great win against byu who I think at that time was their highest national ranking ever around 11, somewhere, somewhere in there. And our point guard actually, who, who's, you know, definitely the the leader of the team and, uh, you know, an MVP of the league type candidate, she hurt her knee that game and was out for the season. So, you know, we're getting her back. We're just getting healthier, you know, and is that Haley? Yeah, that's Haley. Right. Yep. Haley Andrews. Right. So we're, we're, yeah. So we're, you know, we're feeling good about, you know, kind of where we're at, but also just know how, like, how tough our league is. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. one through ten, and I think we proved that here a few years ago, that, that you can be the tenth seed and and still have an outstanding year, you know, and I think that, that our league sets up that way again this year. is like, there's literally not a team, you know, one through ten that we could play um, that, that, I, that I know we would need, we need to come ready. I like our team, and I feel like we have a lot of great attributes, and, and part of that is just the leadership with, you know, Haley Andrews and Alex Fowler and Kelsey Lindsay, and and then just having so much back, yeah. you know. And your daughter's on the team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mikkel, that's awesome. Mikkel's on the team. Yeah. She's, uh, she'll be, uh, she's a, a junior this year. Of course, the COVID year could, and we have a lot of kids that could use another year if they want to, and, um, you know, she seems to be, has struggled with some stress fractures the first two years, but seems to be healthy again now. And um, I think she's pretty excited about coming into a season a little bit more healthier than she's been. In, in reading about the game last night, it sounds like she had some steals. Yep, had a, had a few steals, and that's kind of been the mark of our team in general. And um, you know, it's nice to to do a good job of that. I think I think our team as a, as a whole, I think, had like. 34 created 34 turnovers and that that that's you know that's kind of how we like to be we play up tempo and 
you know, she, she had a, did a good job uh, with that part of the game, and I think we had a lot of kids that, that obviously did. I say this all the time to folks, if they've never had an opportunity to go up to the Child Center and watch a basketball game, they're really missing something. It's a great venue because yeah. it's it's intimate, but it's loud when it's full, and I, I know it's just, it's a fun place to play. It's awesome. I mean, it, it is such a great, you know, and I, I think it's, you know, a big reason why they host the state championships there. You know, it's just it's such a great venue, and... um in particular, I think our team just has such an exciting brand. You know, I think the fact that we press and our kids play hard, I think it's a really fun team to watch. And uh, and obviously, Shantae has done an awesome job with the men's program, and they're they're on the rise there. And yep. uh, you know, I think whether you come watch the men's team or the women's team, I think you're going to really have a great experience and, and enjoy the environment and Child Center for sure. And you mentioned this right at the beginning too, but I'll bring it up again because this is this is pretty cool. November thirteenth, mark this one on your calendar. <laughs> it is a Sunday coming to the Child Center, and I don't know if they've ever been there before. I not that I can ever recall. One of the all-time great women's basketball team, collegiate women's basketball team, Stanford, coming to the Child Center. How did that come about? You know they. They reached out to to kind of set up some games, and you know I think we were able to just through conversations work it out that they would return the game that we played last year. And you know they have some hometown players. They have you know Cameron Brink who played you know in the Beaverton area, right. who's just an awesome player. And you know I I think it's just it's really cool. I mean the, an amazing program, and uh, you know I think they're ranked preseason number two in the nation. They obviously won it national championship a couple of years ago, and uh, you know it's a huge honor to have them come to the Child Center and you know and and, and give our you know our team a, an opportunity to see what the top of the nation looks like because you know obviously we're striving to to get as high as we can get as well. Yeah, it's it's going to be exciting. Do you know Tara Vandeveer at all? I, have you ever spoken with her? You know, um, you know, obviously talked to her a little bit last. Uh, you know, last year when we played them, and then when I was at coaching at Southridge, we had a player by the name of JJ Hones that uh, was rec- recruited by her and played at Stanford, and then and I was invited to that home visit, so I got to meet her years ago in that, and so I know her in that regard, and and obviously have a the utmost respect for her as you know what she's done and the the program she runs and. They're a pretty awesome team, for sure. Uh, it's going to be fun. Are, are the girls excited about that? I mean, it's got to be just kind of looking at it on the calendar. can hardly wait. Yeah, I think it's exciting for them. You know, I think just having, like you said, I mean, having a team like Stanford come into your home gym and be in the Portland area, you know, we're obviously hoping for, you know, a, a great turnout to, you know, to watch a team like that, but for also to hopefully cheer on the pilots. And uh, it's a game that will be on ESPN as well, which I think is a cool thing. And uh, you know, I think they're excited, but at the same time, you know, I, I think our we have such a great veteran team that, you know, we have our season opener with Willamette on Monday, and then and then we play a a Hawaii team on Wednesday that you know won the Big West and and made the NCAA tournament and 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 also predicted to win the Big West again this year. So, I think our group does a pretty good job of you know just trying to take one game at a time and. Yep. You know, obviously there's been stuff out on the Stanford game already because it's such a, a big game to have, you know, on our home court. But, you know, we got a lot of things to to probably worry about before that. 
I, I want to talk a little bit too here. We'll maybe wrap it up this way, talking a little bit about your roster. And I, I'm looking through it, and of course, I know some of the names, obviously, with uh, ones we've mentioned, Haley Andrews, of course, uh, being a great one, a uh, number of other ones on the team too. But what is it, the Australia-New Zealand connection? You know, I, I think it's just been a, a great recruiting niche for us. And, you know, we're, we're uh, you know, now that we've had some success, we feel like we're able to recruit the, the local region even more. And I, we're having some success in that regard. Um, but, you know, I think we've been really fortunate with the kids that we've had. I mean, the and, and I think that, too, I, I, I think, you know, a lot of the, the kids that have came here from those areas, like they know of each other and they know the experience yeah. that, that the kids that are here are having. And, um, you know, I think that's really important for a lot of parents, right, is that you know, if you're going to send your kids out far away, you, you want to feel like they're in a, a great environment and someplace that, you know, coaches are going to help them improve, but also in, care about their experience, right? Yeah. And, uh, and so I feel like we've had some great success and, you know, hopefully that's because of word of mouth and, and because of what we're building and, and hopefully that's because they know we're doing it the right way. Yeah, you, you love to get that pipeline when when you build that relationship with uh, other countries, wherever where the case may be. And like you said, you, people go there, they have a great experience and that just draws others. Yep, yep. And I think that's really, really helped us. And, and of course, that's what we want. You know, we want to continue to recruit athletes that are going to help us compete at the top of the league. And, you know, we know with certain schools that have been able to kind of recruit the BCS level, like we've got to recruit those type of players as well. And, you know, I I think that that has really helped us in that regard because we just have found a lot of people that, you know, haven't been worried about the name, but been, you know, and, and now that we're creating a name for ourselves, I think that's really helped. But I think they've been more concerned with the experience they're going to have, their development, and the culture they're going to be a part of. And I, I think that that's why we've had so much success in that regard. Mm, fantastic. Michael Meek, he's the head coach of the University of Portland women's basketball team, off and running on a new season. What did I miss, Michael? Anything you want to miss? <laughs> ta- anything you want to talk about? I appreciate all the time. No, I, I appreciate you. This has been awesome, and I really appreciate you taking time to to give our women's basketball program some exposure and some you know acknowledgement for what our you know players have accomplished together and kind of where they're going. And yeah, I mean you, this has been great. And and you know, thank, thanks again. I want to thank you too. Absolutely, and please get out and support University of Portland athletics. The the pilot women's, men's, and basketball teams getting started now. As I mentioned too, it is a great venue to see college basketball and to have Stanford coming in. Uh, it, it is just going to be amazing. Michael, thank you again. Really appreciate the time and just the best of luck to you this season. Awesome. Thank you, and and best of luck to you, too, as well. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening to this new podcast, On The Go. This podcast available on the Hail Mary Media app, brought to you by Mater Day Radio. I'm David Endress. We'll talk to you again.